It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770-974-8255 is a telephone number. You can text us as well, 770-770. And we'll have some time for your calls coming up after 1 o'clock. But we did want to begin uh, with a closer look at, uh, you know, some of the practices that, that these Olympic athletes are embracing. Whether there's any evidence to, to support these and what the potential harm is. Right? If, if Michael Phelps, an elite and amazing athlete, is trying something that he thinks makes him better or gives him an edge. Well, that becomes a huge selling point for everybody else, doesn't it? Well, our next guest has a great piece on this today, which you can read at uh, vice.com. Kate Lunau is a science writer, a Canada editor as well from Motherboard, part of the Vice News Network. Kate, uh, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you for having me. Nice to be here today. All right. Well, you know, it's it's funny because Michael Phelps is so high profile and this this cupping, I mean, it's so obvious when someone has used it because they get these weird purple circles uh, all over them. So a lot of people have probably never heard of this. So so first of all, what is cupping? Yeah, you're right. It's really noticeable generally when someone has done this. And we've seen it with Michael Phelps and some of the other athletes in this Olympics because you see these big purple bruises, sort of these perfect circles. Um, Cupping is an ancient Chinese practice. And basically these circular cups are applied to the body. Um, They produce a gentle suction that lasts for several minutes. And it's meant to kind of draw blood to certain areas of your body. The idea is that it's supposed to encourage healing. Sometimes actual fire is used to produce this suction. So a little fire is lit inside the cup and then removed, and that change in temperature is what creates a suction. And other times, people use an air pump to create it. But regardless, it's supposed to be a healing practice, and it's existed for hundreds of years. All right. Well, look, I mean, if it didn't do anything, presumably nobody would would care to use it. Um, I, I think there seems to be that sense, well, I, I feel as though it's doing something for me. I, I tried it and it, I felt better after I tried it, these, these anecdotes. But what did you find in terms of, of evidence to, to back up this practice? Well, there are definitely athletes that swear by this. And, you know, in the course of reporting the story, I was reading from athletes like Alex Nadur, who's one of the U.S. uh, gymnasts, and he says this is better than massage. It's an amazing solution when your muscles are sore. So athletes are saying that they're seeing lots of really great results from this. But the truth is, when we look at the scientific evidence for cupping, it's just not really there. There have definitely been some studies done, but they've typically been very small, not involved a lot of people, and they often conclude by saying we need more research into this. Now, I called up Tim Caulfield, who, as some of your listeners will know, uh, holds the Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta. He's really an expert in debunking stuff like this, and he agreed with me. There's just not a lot of research to suggest this is helpful. Well, and, and again, I mean, that's that's fine. If, if an, an individual wants to to look at the evidence and conclude, well, maybe there's a slight possibility this will give me an edge. I'm going to try that because especially at this level, you know, the, these athletes are looking to get any edge that they can. It, it becomes an individual decision. But 
certainly when you got an athlete of this kind of profile, it, it sends a message that, you know, this is something you want to try. Is that, is that the downside of it? I think so. I mean, certainly as a viewer, it's really hard to look at an athlete like Michael Phelps and think that anything he's doing couldn't also help you. I mean, these athletes are almost superhuman. They're doing these incredible feats every day out there, and we're all watching. Um, Not to mention the Olympics are a really high-tech event, you know, and that's an important aspect of this, too. We're seeing new technologies, new fabrics in their outfit, new swimming suits, and it's really associated with a lot of this high-tech stuff. But it's important to remember that a lot of the techniques they're they're using there are also science-free, and some of them are kind of based on superstition. So we need to really analyze what they're doing and and look at what the science says. And in the case of cupping and in some of the other stuff they're using, there's just not a lot of evidence to back it up. Well, I guess there is, and and you you talk about it in your piece, there's there's the question of placebo effect, where, you know, placebo effect is, is something real. Right. Even though it's it's not a direct result of that thing you happen to be doing, there, there is something to be said for placebo effect. It's a curious phenomenon. And does, does that does that factor in here? Yeah, the placebo effect is definitely factoring in. So, you know, even if in a scientific study, researchers can't find direct evidence that cupping is producing some of these benefits that it claims to have. The truth is that the athletes competing in the Olympics are competing on such a high level that even little things can make a difference. And one of them could be the placebo effect, just kind of getting a boost from believing that what they're doing is going to help them. So that's something that Dr. Caulfield said to me in our interview, and I think it's really true. We could be seeing the placebo effect at play here. You know, there's cupping, but there's also people who wear lucky socks before competition or have really elaborate pre- and post-game rituals. You know, we're, we've all heard about that. So if these athletes believe that it's helping them, it could actually be producing a small beneficial effect effect it's just important that those of us who are are not superhuman olympians don't watch this and think well if i do that maybe i could be like michael phelps yeah but it's the same kind of thing isn't it that uh, yeah there are a lot of athletes who swear by their their rituals and swear by their superstitions and are convinced that those times they didn't do those things they performed poorly they really believe it uh, and they really believe they're getting something from it but it would be irresponsible to to portray that as something that genuinely gives people an athletic advantage. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it's something we see not just around the Olympics, but when you look at celebrities talking about cleanses or, you know, you look yeah. at any number of these things, it's not an isolated thing that just happens at the time of the Olympics. It's really something that we hear about all the time. So it's just important to be really clear and let people know the science doesn't support that this is hugely beneficial. But, you know, again, these athletes might be getting a small benefit because they believe it is. And and, and that that's something, too. Well, and, and I mean, it, it doesn't fall to Michael Phelps. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that Michael Phelps has a duty to, to hold a news conference and talk about for all sure. the scientific evidence for cupping. He's doing something he thinks helps him. He's not doing anything illegal. Uh, that's on him. But if, if, if I'm out there and I want to make some dough selling people on this or selling people on Lucky Socks or selling people on acupuncture or these other things athletes use, I'm going to use that as a selling point. I'm going to say, come do that thing that Michael Phelps does that makes him so great because I know that's going to make me more dough. Yeah, I think that's really true. You know, in um, in researching this article today, I also briefly mentioned IV hydration, which is something else that uh, 
Dr. Caulfield mentioned to me, and this is when endurance athletes seek out these medically unnecessary IVs to get hydrated. There are companies and mobile clinics now that are offering these services. Now, that's not something that's allowed at the Olympics, but you can see how companies can latch on to this kind of enthusiasm for one of these pseudoscientific things and start to sell it and make a lot of money when maybe it's not really helping people. And in some cases, it can even be dangerous. Right. Well, and I guess maybe that's a void to be filled by the media, right? There's a story there. Michael Phelps has these strange circles on his back. What's that all about? Why is he doing this? What's the evidence for it? I mean, it's a story that, that needs to be told, I think. I think so. And I think cupping is an easy one to talk about because those marks that are left over from the procedure are just so obvious. And when you're wearing a swimsuit in the pool, you really can't miss them. So, I mean, in a way, it's a good opportunity to talk about how you know, athletes, celebrities, everyone are not the people we should be turning to for health advice. You know, we should be talking to our doctors. We should be looking at what the science says. And, and if nothing else, I suppose that, that the attention might lend itself to more of that research, right? Some of these studies that have been done on cupping basically say we need more research. And maybe this is the kind of thing that, you know, makes it makes it more interesting or generates more interest in it to, to do more of that research. I mean, that would be wonderful if that happened for sure, because obviously this is a fairly low-cost intervention. Um, it's not expensive. It doesn't cause an, you know, an overly amount of pain to the person who's involved. So if it were some sort of magic bullet, that would be great news for everybody. But it's another reason we have to tread cautiously. Um, but, uh, but, you know, you could be right, and more research is, is never a bad thing. Yeah, although I did come across a, a story. I think it was from um, about a year ago. And there was uh, a man who had undergone cupping. I think it was uh, in China, although the story was was from Australia. You talk about how sometimes those cups are heated up. Uh, this is an individual who suffered some pretty severe burns on his back. Now, maybe that maybe that's a rare instance of cupping going wrong. But you know, sometimes we we think of these things and say, well, there's there's no harm, there's no downside to trying this. And it's, you know, it, that's not always the case. Is the point? Absolutely, especially when there's kind of a low barrier to get into it. Like with cupping, it's something that you can try in yourself at home. And uh, and I think you're totally right. I mean, there are dangers associated with almost everything. And so, you know, it's something that people need to be me mindful for, for sure. All right. Uh, well, people can find your piece uh, up at uh, vice.com, uh, Motherboard, and uh, we tweeted a link to it as well. Kate, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate this. Thanks, Rob. It's always nice talking to you. Have All a right. good day. Likewise, you too. Kate Lunau, uh, science writer, is Canada editor for Motherboard, uh, part of the Vice News Network, vice.com. Uh, her piece uh, is up today, and we tweeted a link to it. It's why the Olympics are an international festival of sports pseudoscience. Now, in a lot of cases, elite athletes and trainers and teams are on the cutting edge of scientific knowledge. Because you want to do whatever you can. Right, the rules are that say you can't do this. This is banned, and everything else is is fair game. And you want to push the envelope as much as you can. Any little thing you do that can give you an advantage, you want to jump on it. And in a lot of cases, um, a little bit of evidence suggesting something might make a difference is enough. Fine, let's do this. If it doesn't help us, well, so be it. But it might. Let's get on it. Uh, so cupping's a, a big one. Uh, Kate's piece talks about uh, kinesio taping, something else that's popular, not a lot of evidence to back it up, even acupuncture. Uh, the evidence for acupuncture is is rather spotty. IV hydration, she mentioned. Right, and, you know, then that's, that below all of that are just the, the superstitions. There was, of course, the loony uh, in, in the ice in, in 2002 in Salt Lake City. Apparently, 
Uh, there have been anecdotes that someone from Ontario who was helping to build the swimming pools in Rio left a toonie in the lining to help the Canadian swimmers. And a lot of people believe that, sure, maybe that'll help. Superstition and luck, why, why not? Might give you a bit of an advantage. And the other th- side of it is that the athletes really believe that it's giving them an advantage. Right? It's that placebo effect. And maybe they take something from it. So it is quite fascinating. We're going to stand down for the uh, 1 o'clock news here. When we come back, we got some, some time for your calls. We can talk a bit more about the Olympics. Uh, whether you're watching the Olympics, uh, whether you're maybe more like me, a little cynical about the Olympics. Uh, some people texting to say, what's, what's up with this refugee team? It's not something the, the Olympics has had before, but it is um, indeed the case. This year, there is a separate team at the Olympics uh, for refugees which some believe is is a great heartwarming story. Others kind of rolling their eyes, it seems. So we'll get to all of that coming up uh, after 1 o'clock. Right now, though, time for Great Ideas, brought to you by Park2Go Value Valet. No need to search for an empty parking spot with door-to-door drop-and-go valet service. Reserve and save at park2go.ca. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.